Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings again today from San Francisco. Sean Kelly with you from the Pelicans team hotel. In two of the Western Conference series between the Pelicans and the Warriors is tonight over in Oakland at Oracle Arena, and the Pelicans will look to even up the series after falling on Saturday in Game 1. It was um, a blowout early, Uh, certainly a 25-point lead by the Warriors would quantify that, but uh, the Pelicans, uh, with uh, Anthony Davis uh, catching fire in the second half, uh, turned this thing into a single-digit finish. 106-99 was the final as New Orleans outscored the uh, Warriors 33-22 in the fourth quarter, and Anthony Davis... Scored 20 of his 35 points in the final frame. So uh, the Pelicans went into practice yesterday feeling a little bit better about things and uh, and a little bit better, too, I think, about Tyreek Evans. More on that in a moment. But uh, down 0-1, the Pelicans will try and split these first two, which would be a major coup uh, before coming home to play Game 3 at the Smoothie King Center on Thursday. Yeah, Davis's performance was nothing short of spectacular. And if after a, a slow start, he had 33 points in quarters two, three, and four, and um, uh, career-high points in the quarter with the 20 in the fourth. He's going to need a running mate. Pondexter's at 20 points were certainly a help. Gordon had 16, but on five of 14 shooting. But, but otherwise, uh, Davis is going to need a little bit more help if the Pelicans try and pull an upset out here in Oakland tonight. As far as Tyreek Evans goes, uh, I think the MRI yesterday uh, revealed uh, better news than maybe perhaps we had feared on Saturday but it's a deep bone bruise in the knee of Tyreek Evans. They're saying game time decision for Evans uh, tonight. I, I'll say this, though. The guy's like Wolverine uh, from the X-Men. He heals quicker than anybody I've ever been around. Um, and while Monty Williams may call this day-to-day, I think Tyreek Evans is going to give it a go in warm-ups, and then we'll see what happens. Um, Evans did speak with the media yesterday, the Pelicans practice at the University of San Francisco. Here's what Tyreek Evans had to say. Um, yesterday uh, before practice. And that knee, and that got people's attention. A day later, how you feeling and how bad is it? Uh, I feel better. Calm down uh, from after the game. Just um, haven't really pushed off yet. I did any movement, just a lot of treatment and um, 
just uh, go from there. What did the MRI say, Terry? Uh, it was just um, a deep uh, bruised bone. Um, and when I when I uh, was sticking Igadala, he made a cut, and uh, you know we banged knees pretty hard, you know, and um, I tried to go, but I just felt like a sharp pain in my knee, and then someone on the right, so I uh, went back and uh, had the doctor look at it. Mm -hmm. So if it's you're not dying, you're playing. Is that the usual? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, so just like I said, just try to get some movement, see how I feel, like because it's this the leg I push off of when I lay, when I go to the basket, so just see how I feel. Mm -hmm. Any swelling? A little bit. If you can't go for whatever reason, how much can the other guys, your teammates, pick up? You know that void. Uh, I think they pick up a lot of confidence with the guys. Uh, Drew and Norris have uh, been, been in this position before, so um, they did a good job yesterday too. So uh, we definitely, I'm definitely confident with them. Uh, you know, and playing that uh, one of my. How much does it change the dynamic though if you can't play? Say that again. How much does it change the team's dynamic if you can't play the way you penetrate and set up? Uh, I think it changes a lot. You know, just me getting the basket, creating, you know, um, for Eric and Quincy, you know, who can shoot the ball. So, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, wish I can go out there and help my guys. You know, came this far, you know, uh, hopefully I can uh, go out there and play with them. Mm -hmm. You do anything in practice today at all? Or just take the day off? Uh, not really. Uh, just like I said, just just pretty much treating it. The doctor just wanted me to uh, stay off of it and just try to. You know, see how I feel tomorrow. Are you optimistic for tomorrow? Uh, game time decision. What What do you need to see? I know you guys are gonna be having to shoot around tomorrow. What do you need to see to be able to say, okay, I can play? Uh, just pushing off. You know, attacking the basket, how I attack, and uh, see how I feel. You know, how the how the pain level is. Were you close to coming back yesterday, or did you know as soon as you left the court? But uh, no, I was in the back trying to run, but uh, I just couldn't run full speed. You know, and uh, you can't run full speed against this team. You know, you don't want to be out there. You know. Um, going half ass, so I just you know, thought I, the doctor said if I can't go how I want, you know, just shut it down. Feel any pain Last one, please. Uh, a little bit, you know, sore, but it's, like I said, it's better than yesterday. Well, let's hope Tyreek Evans can go tonight and give us uh, some of that Tyreek Evans that we've grown to love here in the second half of the regular season. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to hear from Anthony Davis, uh, his big performance on Saturday, what he thinks about game two. And uh, head coach Monty Williams also speaking on Sunday. We'll uh, take, uh, take his thoughts down as well. Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports is set to join us on the Black and Blue Report today. He is in transit back from Los Angeles here to the Bay Area uh, after catching game one in our series on Saturday. He covered uh, Clippers and Spurs yesterday and is coming back here for game two tonight. He's one of our regulars, and uh, I think that he'll uh, give us some good insight from an objective, neutral standpoint about this uh, series. And then we'll wrap up today on a bit of a lighter note. Amanda Shaw, of course, a local uh, celebrity, musician, getting ready for Jazz Fest. Uh, will share us a story or two about her preparations for Jazz Fest and, of course, her love for the Pelicans and the Saints. We've got a good show for you today as we uh, recap game one between the Pelicans and the Warriors and get you set for game two. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hear from Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports. 
The time is now for you to be a part of something special. All-Star Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans have taken it to another level, and we want you to be on board for even bigger things to come next season. Pelican season ticket holders score the best seat locations, best ticket prices, discounts on concessions, merchandise, and much more. Plus, become a Pelican season ticket holder now to receive preferred access to Pelican's playoff tickets. Call 525-HOOP and get your Pelican's tickets today. In New Orleans, our irrepressible spirit flows like the river through everything we do, especially when it comes to sports. Following the boys in black and gold or watching the Z's on Airline Highway, New Orleans redefines what it means to be a fan. And this year, we're flocking to the nest to watch our New Orleans Pelicans take flight. The Whitney is a proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans, a great team for a great city. Whitney Bank, member FDIC. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. He is a must-read for NBA fans. It's Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports. Kind enough to join us here as we continue on this Monday, getting ready for game two between the Pelicans and the Warriors tonight. Uh, Mark, uh, where do we find you today? Los Angeles, I would assume? Yeah, waking up in downtown L.A., L.A. Live area. Sitting by the pool for a minute before I fly back to Oakland. And then uh, in a couple days, man, I'm going to be in a big easy celebrating my birthday on Wednesday. Congratulations. Happy folks, birthday. Maybe my, thank you, man. Maybe my mom will get me a, a cake. I bet she will. Not to mention some other goodies uh, lined up for you. Your waistline's going to take a beating here with your busy travel now ahead of you. I'm, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying <laughs> to do it the right way. It's hard. For the record, uh, when I saw Mark Spears over the weekend here at Oracle Arena, uh, I did note to him that he has lost weight and looks pretty good. So I wanted to make sure that was on the public record, Mark. Yeah, you know, I'm, I could be dangerous. You know, when you mix handsome with felt, uh, it could be a problem. So, you know, I'm going to take my time because I don't want to make it too intimidating. <laughs> no, we don't need we don't need that. And, uh, and New Orleans will be all the better without one more heartthrob coming in. You ready for tonight? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, what the Pelicans will be ready for. What were your takeaways from game one between the Warriors and Pelicans, Mark? Um, my takeaway was the Warriors were a better team, but the Pelicans weren't going to go away easy. And, uh, I mean, Anthony Davis wasn't what I expected him to be. Um, you know, when you're a star in the NBA – I don't, I don't care if it's your first playoff game. I don't, I don't. I expect like reserves to have jitters in their first one. Um, I remember one guy from the Nuggets was so nervous one one year. His first shot, he hit all backboard far right, and he never played the rest of the series. You know, um, but with Anthony Davis, man, he he's played in big games before, whether it be college or you know USA basketball. So I, this isn't. Wasn't a big deal to him. I mean, he, he absolutely destroyed the Warriors. Uh, 
but somebody else is going to have to help him for them to, to get an upset here. If Tyreek Evans can't go, how bad of a hurt is that for the Pelicans? Huge, huge, because, you know, what? one, now Drew don't seem right. Um, and I don't know if he has enough time to turn it back after coming from injury. And so Tyreek, is, while Drew was out, basically has held the fort down, played uh, great at the point guard position, and he's uh, he's probably the only guy other than Anthony who, who seems to find a way to get fouled and take the ball to the hole. I mean, there's really nothing that you can do. I saw Tariq for years in Sacramento, and he basically, to me, is like a running back, man. You give him the ball, he goes through those holes and, and scores. And um, that could be a devastating injury for them because, to me, he's, he's probably the second most reliable scorer that they have. Mark, if, if, uh, if the playoffs are all about adjustments – which they are, <laughs> um, in game two tonight, whether it be the Pelicans or the Warriors, what kind of adjustments do you expect these teams to make after seeing each other on Saturday? Well, I think the Warriors learned that, like, if you got a lead, don't play around with it. I mean, I think they got too comfortable. Uh, I, I actually thought they took the Pelicans lightly when they jumped on them quickly and just basically considered them just another one of the, the weak fodder that they faced along this season of success. But I expect them to, to come out tonight with a lot more seriousness because uh, I thought they played with fire last game once they got the lead and uh, could have got burned. Uh, you know, as far as the Pelicans are concerned, if you look at the second half, they, in a lot of ways, you could say perhaps they were the better team. Um, they gained a lot of confidence. They got the jitters out of the way. A lot of those guys who were playing in their first game. And um, I think they saw some things where – you know, they can exploit with the Warriors and, and, and make it interesting. So, um, I, I it sounds funny, but I expect a better game from both teams tonight. Uh, let's just say, let's say the Warriors win uh, for the 41st time at Oracle Arena this year. The series then yeah. moves to New Orleans. Uh, Golden yeah. State's going to have to prove, Mark, that they can win on the road if they want to win the whole thing. Do you think yeah. the Warriors have any concerns when they leave Oakland here? They've won on the road all year. Um, mm-hmm. That hasn't been a problem. They, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm guessing they, they might have the best road record in the league. Some might say they even play better um, on the road in some ways. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think they're concerned about it at all. They're a real professional group. And um, I, I think what they realize, when you have a coaching staff with a guy like Steve Kerr, and you smell blood, you, you got to bite, man. You got to bite. And um, I'm sure in their mind, like, people will say what they want. Oh, you know, the Warriors won by nine. It, it, people in New Orleans got to remember is the playoffs isn't about score. It's about result. And so, basically, if, if the Warriors win tonight, um, the Pelicans would have to win four out of the next, you know, Basically, four straight games, not four straight games, but they'd have to win four of, of uh, games in this series real quickly to, to get it done. And it, it's going to be difficult. So this is a playoff-tested team. They've done it before. They've done past the first round before, uh, two years ago. I, I think they they want to win tonight and, and try to sweep the Pelicans if they can. But I, I just think this team... 
is, is too pesky, too talented, too much of a fighter, as we saw against San Antonio, um, to allow that to happen. But I, I will say this, Sean, uh, being here in L.A., being around the Spurs, man, those guys are quietly still reeling about that loss to New Orleans last week. I mean, that, that loss really, really bit them. Um, uh, I heard that their plane was just really down because now they're playing the Clippers and they have to thank the Pelicans for it. But the Warriors in any way, shape, or form think this is going to be an easy sweep, an easy way to the second round. You better pay attention to game one and you better pay attention to that Spurs game. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with you there. Speaking of the Clippers and the Spurs, uh, Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports with us. Uh, after our game on Saturday, he jetted down to Los Angeles and caught game one of that series last night. You mentioned uh, the mindset of the Spurs. Uh, what about the Clippers? What did you take away from yesterday's game one in that series? They look like uh, what everybody has expected them to look when they're at full strength. Running, dunking, hitting threes, fun to watch. Um, I, I think that uh, the series, even though the Clippers had were victorious, is going to still be a long one, grinding one. Um, perhaps one of the best first round series that we've seen. Uh, and and the Clippers also showed some some toughness that you know not typically associated with them. But you know, I had a story today talking about the plays by Matt Barnes and and Blake Griffin. I mean, Matt Barnes basically wrestled a guy five inches taller and probably 60 pounds heavier to the ground in Baines, um, which that, that play electrified the Clippers. And then Blake Griffin, as you know, poor Baines, man. <laughs> he got yeah. dunked on ferociously twice by Blake. <laughs> and after those three plays, bang, 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 uh, the game was just a, a formality. Out of all the playoff action uh, over the weekend, uh, what was the most dynamic performance in your eyes? Um, Washington, Washington winning in, in Toronto. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Toronto has swept them this year. And, um, you know, Washington came in and look, series, people always say a series really doesn't start till a team wins on the road. Well, they're the only team to do that. And, uh, they did it in uh, stellar fashion. So, uh, kudos to Washington, man. I, I think they're a really dangerous team. Um, I know Paul Pierce. I know it's competitive fire. I've seen it close at hand lots of times. And uh, in the playoffs, man, he takes it to another level. And um, he looked like the old Paul Pierce against Toronto. So um, I-, I think not only Toronto, but the rest of the East better pay attention because Washington has the talent, the size, the stars to make it very interesting uh, on the East side. You've started off our week on a great foot. I didn't think anything different would happen. Um, Mark, uh, I will say this. My wish is that the Pelicans win tonight, and it's a split series when we meet up with you uh, in your hometown of New Orleans later this week. I just want good basketball. It's going to be <laughs> I understand. Uh, that is, if, I mean, that would be perhaps the biggest win of any of the first two games. Cause, I mean, you know this. I, I, I think what you saw on Saturday – was the PG crowd? They they got the brunch crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, what you'll see tonight is probably certainly much more electrifying with uh, some liquids, <laughs> and also a little bit more respect for the Pelicans. It's a it's a hard place to to win because of the team. It's a harder place to win because of the crowd, and 
I think it'll be very, very hard to do, but let, let's see what this pesky young Pelican team can do tonight. Yeah, let's uh, let's have, have a look at lose. it. There's no doubt about that. Uh, safe travels today. I will see you tonight, and then I know your family's anxious to see you. Uh, happy birthday again from all of us here. And, uh, Mark, I appreciate it very much for joining us today. All right, no problem, brother. Thank you. Yep. Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports. Check out his work again. He had some write, some writing about the game he saw on Sunday. Of course, he was uh, in a different city on Saturday. He's certainly one to watch all throughout the playoffs. We'll take a break. We'll come right back here on the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir. I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to San Francisco. I'm Sean Kelly, and uh, the Black and Blue Report continues on the road with the Pelicans this Monday. Yesterday was practice at the University of San Francisco. The Pelicans will shoot around uh, also over there at the alma mater of Bill Russell before taking on the Warriors tonight. One thing that is really cool about the playoffs is that we get to hear from the players and coaches just about every day. And uh, yesterday, some fresh thoughts from the Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, um, with the media between games one and two yesterday midday. Today he was sore last night, sore this morning. So uh, he's going to be day to day as of now. Can you tell us the results of his MRI? I don't even know. I didn't find out intentionally, so I don't have to tell you guys. <laughs> to keep from lying. Any other injury information? Or are we... No, everybody's pretty good. Uh, you know, Drew has typical soreness, but everybody else is pretty good. Will Tyreek practice today or not? We'll see. How confident remains this team, especially the way you guys finished mm-hmm. yesterday's game? You, you know, we're confident, but at the same time, you, you can only go so far with that. You know, we didn't win the game. And so uh, we have uh, a little bit of momentum based on our guys settling down with nerves and, you know, a new experience, but at the same time, we got to play a lot better. Um, our defense in pick and roll at certain times wasn't great. Um, to start the game, transition was bad, and um, offensively, we didn't start moving the ball 
with any kind of purpose until the second half. We did some a little bit with the second unit in the second quarter, but um, we didn't play um, consistently in any area for the duration of the game. So we have to get better. Monty, what's the takeaway uh, with AD? Yeah, well, you know, it's not like he's playing against the brothers of Tranquility. I mean, they're, they're trying to take him out. And um, Draymond and Bogut are really good defenders. So, you know, he started figuring out a few things. I thought he knocked down some tough shots. Um, and then I tried to put him in a different position. I thought I did a bad job of uh, spacing the floor for him and giving him options so he could attack better. But I, I still think our defensive effort hurt him on offense. And I think if we play better D, he'll be in transition more and he'll be in, in space as opposed to being in a crowd. Other than Davis and uh, Pondexter, you guys did not shoot the ball well. Is that them or you? Is it their defense or was that you guys? Me personally? Probably me. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the coach. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, look at their defensive rating. They're the best. So I'm sure it's a combination of both. Um, but we had some open looks that we didn't knock down. But like I said, the ball movement was not um, purposeful in the first half for sure. In the second half, we got a lot better. And so we're going to work on some of that today. Money with Tyreek's uncertainty, is this a good time to be a guard-heavy team? Uh, you know, it does help uh, to have, you know, more than a normal share of guards. But... Tyreek's a big part of what we do, and um, our points in the paint were down yesterday. Uh, I think they had 50. Tyreek's a big part of that. Even when he's not scoring, he does a lot of damage getting to the hole, and we didn't have that. And our corporate equity was uh, depleted a bit yesterday, not having him in the game. You feel as though Drew and Norris can make up for that absence? If I do, but in a different way. You know, J Drew is a different player than Tyreek. And, and Norris did a good job settling us down yesterday. I thought his, um, he wasn't afraid of the moment. You know, none of our guys were afraid, but Norris has been there before. You know, he's had 60 previous situations. So he could draw from that. I don't think anything rattled him. And I thought his, his calm way kind of settled us down. He didn't shoot well, but he got us into offense a little bit better than we were previously. That's Coach Williams, and of course, we had to hear a little from Anthony Davis after his 35 points in his playoff debut on Saturday. Uh, Davis was quite candid after the game on Saturday about maybe some early jitters and then settling in and maybe figuring some things out against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we were hoping that he would expand on some of that yesterday. Here are some of the thoughts from Anthony Davis right before the Pelicans practiced. Tyreek available tomorrow. How much does that kind of change offensive attack and execution? Uh, a lot. You know, um, a lot of plays for him to penetrate because he does that so well. Um, but we've got guys with Phyllis Shoes, Norris, and Drew who have playoff experience. Norris with championship experience. So, um, no, but it's going to be tough. You know, he's not able to go tomorrow. What's the overall mood of the team right now? You lost the game, but you finished strong. And kind of what's the vibe right now? I'm just trying to watch them get better. I mean, um, we not as, don't believe in moral victories, but... Um, what we did in that second half definitely gives us a lot of confidence going to tomorrow night. And um, we believe we can beat this team. Um, there's no doubt in our mind that we can. And um, we just got to come out you know, and play the first half like we played the second half. Anthony, I know it's only one game, but what did you learn about the playoff experience? Players always say it's just a different level. Yeah, it's definitely a different level, um, different atmosphere. Um, 
calls are different. You know, um, guys been scouting you, know your moves. You know, so I mean, it's very different. Um, but this is what you, you know, come to the league for to get playoff experience and uh, eventually get to the finals. You know, when when it ring. But um, it starts here. You know, my first playoff experience. You know, it was it's pretty hectic. You know, so much going on. Um, so loud, I couldn't hear my teammates, couldn't hear the coaches, you know, and, um, you know, we, st we started off bad as a team and uh, kind of picked it up in the second half when we all got going. Did they do a good job of keeping you off balance with Draymond and, and uh, Bogut, just switching back and forth a little bit? Um, they were just doing a good job of loading up, you know, so where wherever I went, you know, left or right, it was a guy sitting right there. So it's tough to play against that. Um, we just had to make adjustments in the second half. Anthony, nope. how does the game change for you personally when Tyreek's not on the floor? Um, makes me become more aggressive. Um, no, but like I said, we have guys who who can get to the rim and um, kind of do some of the things he do. You know, but he's a unique player. Um, but for me, I know that missing one of our core players, we got. I have to be more aggressive um, and more demanding of the ball um, when Tyreek's out. Um, you know and. And hopefully he can play them all and you know, we can be a healthy team. You know, we've been uh been with the injury bug all year, you know, and, and it's tough when you get to this moment and you know, one of your core guys can't play. So, you know, hopefully he get his knee right and he can be able to go tomorrow. Knowing what you know now about some of the hecticness that you described in, in game one, what what can you take from that experience in, into game two? Well, just be calm, you know, be more relaxed going into the game. Um and a lot of energy, you know, but you know, it was and they won't work out for us, you know, and um, just try to be more calm and relaxing, you know, taking your shots with confidence and, and just playing together. How intentional was it for you late to get, it seemed like you got a lot more aggressive. I mean, did you just kind of reach a point where you said, this is out of hand and I got to go to work? Um, I knew I wasn't aggressive in the first half, and um, the third quarter, I got in foul trouble, so I really couldn't play, and I was kind of pissed that I couldn't play. Um, you know, so I just told myself when I get back in the game, I'm just going to be, you know, aggressive and just try to try to come back. I mean, we've seen things happen before. You know, just because they're up 20 doesn't mean you know, they're winning this game, especially in the playoffs. So that was our mindset as a team, and um, I almost came back and won the game. What's going to be the key defensively tomorrow for you guys? Um, trying to limit their transition points. I think they got out of transition a lot, and that's what we talked about um, all week was our transition, transition. And when they got in transition, hit threes, you know, you got to – Contain stuff, of course, you know, Clay and um, that rebound. And, uh, but the biggest focus is, is getting back to transition. In a seven game series like this, first one to four, how important would you say it is not to fall 0 2? Um, it's definitely important, you know, but at the same time, we're going home, you know, with two games there. And um, I'm also just to win one on the road. Now the pressure's on them to try to win one in New Orleans. And um, you know, we're going to come out with that energy and that fight and try to steal one tomorrow. So Anthony Davis and the eighth-seeded Pelicans will take on the Golden State Warriors once again tonight. Game two is at 9.30 Central. Actually, tip-off's going to come your way probably around 9.40, 9.42 or thereabouts. But we'll be on the air on the Pelicans radio network starting at 9.30 Central. There is also um, dual television coverage tonight. Uh, TNT will have the national broadcast, but Fox Sports New Orleans jumps back into the series with the Game 2 coverage starting at 9 o'clock Central tonight. That means Joe Myers, David Wesley, and Jennifer Hill are yours back there in the Gulf South. So we're very much looking forward to a Game 2 tonight. I would expect that we'll see 
the 19,596 once more at Oracle Arena. Uh, we'll take a final break, and when we come back, it'll be Amanda Shaw time here on the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We've been uh, kind of diving into the music scene a little bit here in the month of April, and one, why not? Jazz Fest is coming up. Heck, French Quarter Festival was just this past weekend. Jeremy Davenport started our conversation uh, the other day, and it continues now with one of the favorites of all time in southeast Louisiana. That's Amanda Shaw. Amanda, it's good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you, too. Thanks so much for having me on. I can't wait to see you perform again at Jazz Fest this year. Uh, you've kind of made yourself a bit of a regular there, haven't you? Uh, yeah, you know, it's hard to believe, but I, I've been I, I'm 13 years now <laughs> that I've been uh, I've been performing at, at Jazz Fest. So that's, that's so insane. I'm 24 years old, <laughs> and I can say that. Do you remember the first time? What was that like? Um, yeah, I do. You know, for a few years, I was on the, um, I was on the Fado Doe stage and, um, and I remember that, um, it was, it was, well, I started out in the children's tent, but I remember my first year that I played in the Fado Doe stage and it was such a big deal. I was 14 and, um, I got put, um, on the first Friday, I believe, like at noon. And, um, you know, I, it's the funniest thing because in my head, I mean, I'm always, my mom laughs at me because I'm always convinced, oh, my God, every time I go to go play, I'm like, this is the time that nobody's going to show up to see me play, you know, and it always it's like the most fabulous show I've ever had, and I'm always pumped afterwards. But, you know, of course, I was like, I hope some, I hope people come to see me and everything. And uh, and Quint Davis, uh, you know, who produces the Jazz Fest, you know, he came out, and he said it was the largest crowd he's ever seen at noon at that stage there. Um, and, and ever since then, we've you know, we stayed there at the, uh, at the Beta Doe stage, for a few years and then you know we moved up to Gentilly we did a couple years at at Acura and I believe this year we'll be back at the Gentilly stage so I'm, I'm just excited because it's always a good crowd and, um, and it's always super fun. Is it one of your more favorite events in the year and, and I know it's I know it's right here you don't have to go far um, but where does it rank I guess in your calendar? You know, it is. It's always super fun. You know, every event is different, you know, and I have to say it's always great. You know, I'm, I travel a good bit, um, and, and it's always great to bring a piece of Louisiana uh, pride to every place that I visit. Um, but, you know, it's always, always such a good feeling to come back home and, and to these great 
fans, you know, they're they're fans of music, and I and I think that's the thing that makes it really special when you play these festivals like Jazz Fest, like French Quarter Fest, and you know, and even you know, I have to say that some of my most favorite places to play are not the biggest venues, not in the biggest towns. You know, I, I play a festival in LaRose, Louisiana. Um, I play twice a year there, and it's one of my favorite things to do because it it makes you really realize why you do it because you know the people who come they they bring little you know gifts. Um, they bring like a piece of artwork they'll bring food that they made you know and you can just tell how appreciative that they are of um of music and the fact that you know that I, I take a lot of pride in our culture here and that that's a huge part you know of what I do that it's not just about playing the music but it's about also celebrating that the culture that we have here you know so it's that that's what makes it really, really special to me. So being here at home anytime for it for the people who, who love Louisiana, who love music, you know, it's just a mutual love that I'm able to share with them. You've been able to keep that 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 one common theme now through um, a decade plus long career, Amanda. And I'm I'm curious as to have you been able to evolve a little bit with it or have you found comfort with it? Which would be the case? a little piece of both you know i i think that you know the music is always changing you know as you know people you know do constantly tell me you know i'll, I'll go shopping at the grocery store and people will stop me and they'll be like are, are you amanda you know i'll be checking out in the grocery line and they'll ask for my id you know or whatever for my credit card and, and they'll be like i thought that was you know i've watched you grow up since you were a little girl on tv you know and, and i hear that so much um but you know i have you know i've made several records I've, i have you know four four records I, I can't remember but i have like you know these these records that i've made and you know each one you know it builds and it's a little different and it's kind of a little different piece of the story although you know you know i feel like as a person being proud of louisiana and being from louisiana is such a hot you know such a uh, part of my core um, it, it is sort of every record I make and every time I go to write songs and do different sessions and work with different people, it's about bringing a different side of that story. You know, there, there are different pieces of it. And as you get older, you know, you grow to, you know, um, build the story a little bit, you know. But although that is a, a common theme and something that is part of what I do, um, you know, it, it, I am always constantly looking, you know, to build that story, you know, and that's part of the fun of artistry. It's about, you know, telling that story, you know, and that's a story that I love, you know. It's amazing, Amanda, whenever I talk to Louisiana-based musicians, whether it's Harry Connick, Jeremy Davenport, yourself, there are others, uh, they always are quick to remind me that they've built their tour schedule or recording schedule around Saints and Pelicans games. Uh, they don't <laughs> like to miss their team's play. I have a feeling you're the same way. <laughs> yes, you know, we try, to, we try to do our best, you know. I'm, sometimes I wonder about those brides who get married and there's, an, uh, you know, a football game or whatever going on. And, and always I'm like, you know, it's funny because, I mean, I've been to, like, even, you know, friends' weddings and things like that, and they'll have big TVs. The brides will have big TVs exactly where they are, and they don't feel like any 
license being taken away, you know, which works for us as fans because sometimes we're playing at those events and you get to glance over at the TV and you're like, okay, good, you know. And it's so funny where you even visit festivals and things and they even make sure that, you know, a lot of times, you know, those fall festivals they'll have, uh, they'll have like those big, big, big blow-up TVs and things where they'll be showing the game or making sure they have a place where they have it being broadcast on the radio or whatever So because, you know, people are so into it. Amanda, when you um, when you get ready for Jazz Fest, is there a process? Do you have a, a couple of uh, gigs that you'll do leading up to it to get ready, or, or how do you go about it? Um, well, I mean, for me personally as a girl, you know, and um, and I'm so girl power, you know, oriented, one of my favorite things to do and something I, I literally can't do without is um, – is putting my makeup on. I have like my even when I travel, it's like I've got my little makeup bag and and I, I've got to take my my time. I you know take like you know a half hour or whatever putting my makeup on, put my favorite music on. You know sometimes when I'm away, it's about listening to some great Louisiana music or something. You know sometimes it's about pulling out some ACDC and really getting your rock on. You mm-hmm. know or whatever, and um and it kind of just puts you in the mood. And then you know I, and then I'm ready to go on stage. All right, so April's busy for you all, that's for sure. Obviously, the Pelicans are battling for the playoffs, and the Saints are getting ready for a draft. Um, pre- yes. Pretty good month. Any thoughts on what these Saints might do? Oh, man, you know, I feel like everybody's sort of uh, kind of waiting to see. You know, it's kind of been – there's been some uh, off-season surprises, you know. Uh, it seems like, you know, it's going to be a brand-new team. But, you know, I have full faith in Coach. Um, that he knows what he's doing, you know, and Drew's always been a great leader, you know, and I know that, you know, I feel like just as like a fan standpoint, you know, I know that we're always there behind our Saints, you know, no matter what, you know, they've always given us their all. So we're always there, you know, looking out for them. And, and I'm excited to see about the Pelicans. I feel like, you know, this um, this city hasn't always, always been, you know, huge after basketball, but I feel like it's been growing, you know, I'm constantly online and I'm seeing people posting pictures that they're at the Pelicans game and I just feel like that they've really done a really good job at you know rallying people's support and, and our city's just always been really good about supporting so I, I'm really anxious to see I hope they pull through a star of the I'm in campaign and of course the music scene in southeast Louisiana it's Amanda Shaw everybody um, you knew I was going to reference that I'm in campaign didn't you Yes. It was, it was really good. Can I ask one last question, and you won't get offended because I'm kind of a simpleton when it comes to this? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. All right. The difference between a violin and a fiddle is what? <laughs> well, if you want to know, um, you know, Dennis McGee was a great C- Cajun fiddler, you know, uh, uh, one of the greatest Cajun fiddlers of all time, you know, like, you know, like the Paul McCartney or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Um and uh, he used to say that the difference between a violin and a fiddle is that a violin is carried in a case and a fiddle is carried in a rice sack. <laughs> I like it. I think we should end right there. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Amanda Shaw, everybody. And uh, Amanda, good luck this month. I know this is a busy one for you, and I know that you'll probably be back in the studio soon. I think an EP was the last thing we had from you, so, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've got some things that I've been working on. Actually, I actually have an EP fully recorded, mixed, and mastered, and I'm just waiting for the right time to put it out. So I actually have some brand new material, and um, I I think I heard that you're going to be airing this afterwards, but um, I'm actually going to be 
playing some of my stuff for the first time tomorrow at French Quarter Fest. So I've been having tons of rehearsals trying to get my band together. So, and I'll be having actually a, a special guest come sit in with me too. So I'm excited. Perfect. Perfect. Well, back to work and all the best, Amanda. I appreciate it very much. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time and thanks for including me again. Of course. Amanda Shaw with us on the Black and Blue Report. There she goes. That's Amanda Shaw, of course, and Jazz Fest opens up this weekend. I love it. The NBA playoffs and Jazz Fest colliding. The Pelicans, of course, will be home on Thursday and Saturday for games three and four in their playoff series. I can't wait for tonight. That's the worst part about these game days in the playoffs. It just never seems to get to game time. Uh, But we'll be uh, ready to go tonight. 7.30 out here, 9.30 for all of you in the Gulf South at game two between the Pelicans and the Golden State Warriors. Our thanks to Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports for joining us today. Uh, Tomorrow, more from the uh, national uh, writers with regard to the playoffs, not just the Pelicans and the Warriors, but the playoffs in general as they all roll on here this evening. We'll also tomorrow, I think, jump back into our NFL preview series and check in on the St. Louis Rams. The the bigger issue in the NFL, the bigger story, will be the release of the schedule. The NFL is now telling us that they are set to release their schedule tomorrow, and we'll do so, I think, on the NFL Network first at 6 p.m. So very much looking forward to that, see how things shake out for the Saints and their schedule in the 2015 season. Can't wait for tonight, as I mentioned. Don't forget, local television and local radio coverage tonight for the Pelicans and the Warriors Enjoy the rest of your Monday, everybody. We'll see you on the radio tonight and then right back here on the Black and Blue Report tomorrow with Studio B with our own Daniel Sallerson. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.